0: Dirt, we love you. We miss you. We hope you're okay. Um, We still have some questions for you uh, regarding our album release. Um, Please give us a call or an email or a letter in the mail. I like that one. Maybe a telegraph. Whatever means of communication you have, Dirt. (laughs) We miss you. We love you. And we want you to come home.
1: Groovy, groovy, people. As always, welcome to the Rochester Groovecast. It's your host, Ben here. And what you just heard was a snippet from the song Furnace Road by Continental Drift. It's from their upcoming album, Prequel, that'll be out on February 25th. In this edition of the Groovecast, I spoke with Shane, Matt, Mike, and Tim from Rochester native band Continental Drift. And the conversation was a lot of fun. I was at one point even tearing up a bit. I couldn't even hold myself together from all the laughter. These guys are just a lot of fun and a joy to be around. We conversed a bit about music and their vision. But even more so, we sort of just shot the, sh- shot the shit and had a fun conversation. I really enjoyed myself and I hope you appreciate the listen. Be sure to check them out, Continental Drift. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, all sorts of social media. And listen to their new album, Prequel. If it isn't February 25th yet, you can get it soon. And if you're listening past this date, it's available. So yeah, check it out. That's enough intro for now. Let's get on with my conversation with Continental Drift. I am here with Continental Drift. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? There's four of you here.
2: Uh, I'm Mike.
1: I'm Matt.
3: I'm Shane, uh, Matt's brother, and Tim.
1: All right. And where did the name come from, guys?
3: Well, actually, me, Matt, and Mike have known each other since we were born. Our dads were best friends, and we uh, they actually had this kind of festival, carnival business where they'd be selling, like, you know, cotton candy and, like, snow cones when we were growing up and stuff like Still that. exists, condi vending. Yeah. yeah, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh... Cheap that, blood. It was a cheap pun, pretty much, because, be like, Converse and Driffle, so, uh... Huh. We, uh... actually went through a number of, like, little recyclable names in the beginning, but it stuck on a good night, and we just kind of kept it going.
0: There's been a slow and recent push, because Tim joined the band after we were doing some open mic nights to change the band name to Continental Drift to include both our last names and mm-hmm. Tim's first name, but it hasn't uh, picked up the steam we needed.
4: Yeah, we wouldn't have to uh, change much uh, merch-wise. We just add a little extra. Yeah, like get a Sharpie.
1: Just, just to clear it up for the listeners, Continental is spelled as normally would be spelled, Dictionary. but, but Drift has the two Fs, so it's D-R-I-F-F-T if you want to go ahead and Google or Facebook them. But I didn't know that. I didn't know the first part. The second half with Driffle, your guys' last names, I kind of had assumed, but I didn't know.
3: Continental is from Mike Converse. Yeah. Uh, so it was actually his idea, I believe. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah,
2: It's yeah. kind of rattling around my skull one day.
3: And then Tim showed up from San Diego after a year... Uh, where we went to school together at Brockport, so we spent a year there. Yeah,
4: so that's how I uh, linked up with these Rochester guys.
1: What were you doing in San Diego?
4: Um, I moved out there for a year, um, catch up with my sister, travel a little bit, and uh, but missed Western New York a little bit too much. So back here now, probably two and a half years. Um, once I got back, I started jamming with these guys, and been hanging out ever since.
1: Awesome, so how long have you guys been together then? Been a couple years now?
2: 2014
0: Our first show, officially, was July 2015 at the Bug Jar We had played a lot of shows in college at Brockport, in basements and at house parties But that was our first show, so about two and a half years we've been yeah, playing steadily out
3: Yeah, I would say so, as a group
1: together I wish I had known you guys see I went to SUNY Brockport I believe at the same time as you guys and I had a nice basement where I played drums and all that but it's kind of a loner um John who we all know was my friend back then but I I really could have used a continental drift show back then but yeah
3: Johnny's back
2: John is back. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, Maybe someday. Yep.
1: That's a song of your guys' right? Yeah. Does it have anything to do, uh, we'll explain that song then. It's called Johnny's Back?
3: Yeah, I guess it's kind of a legend of ours. Mike, yeah. Mike sings it, uh, Our the title track, Genesee Johnny, but we have a, a couple songs that kind of riff on the legend a bit, kind of Rochester. Uh, it's
2: kind of a lore, like a mystery behind it, kind of like a, Backwater, creepy man that uh, sits by the Genesee and uh, preys on the local townsfolk.
0: But he's also sort of a fictional anti-hero. Like, some of the lyrics might allude to devious nature,
3: but I think there's a story yet to be told where Genesee Johnny's going to redeem himself. Uh, I would say it's an experiment in freedom, the Genesee Johnny tale,
4: for better or worse.
1: You- you created Johnny, or is this an actual person? <laughs>
4: yeah, more of a, a myth or a ideology. It's still, the story yeah. is still being told uh, right. Johnny. Kind of
3: like the Dark Lord Sauron. He's more of a dark spirit that infects minds sometimes right yeah. now.
2: It's inside <laughs> all of us. He's not in corporeal form
3: right now. So Johnny might be back, and that's kind of what that song's about. Johnny's back is uh, taking corporeality.
1: So, um... Who who does the songwriting? Is it a collaborative or, what's what's that process look like?
0: Lyrically, it's ninety nine percent Shane. Musically, it's definitely a collaboration.
3: And I think with a lot of it, you know, we spend a lot of time together. So the lyrics, we all kind of come up with themes um, a lot of the time. Where it's like we all kind of have a idea of the tone in the song. Uh, kind of, we work off a motif and it kind of we all establish like a kind of agree what it sounds like and then we kind of work from there and a lot of the time I just kind of continue the mythos that we try and write about
2: yeah so, we get this collaborative energy when we kind of hang out with each other and we all have this sort of like uh these forms yeah, that yeah know, like,
3: creating characters and you know we're all very literary I think sometimes and you know uh he's Tim's a teacher I teach uh Matt's a writer Mike loves, you know, just kind of... I'm a glass story, magician. But he loves storylines and, you know, things like that. And, you know, I think that we appreciate some kind of um, amusement in that form, I guess. And
0: although Shane writes most of the lyrics, they're under the guise of certain themes that we all agree upon. Um, space, magic, dark energy, yeah. nihilism to a degree... He writes these lyrics in the spirit of all of us. So it really comes from him, but to a degree it comes from all of us as well.
1: So do you do you have a drawing board where you're just writing down ideas or where where did you come to the conclusion that these were the topics that you're gonna focus on as a group?
4: We
0: really enjoyed long walks at night through the city. Yeah. Um, Me too. yeah, yeah. totally man. Yeah. After a show, you know how it is. You know just a long walk, and I think we collectively understand what we enjoy and what we don't enjoy and what we see as positives and what we see as negatives, and uh, the cohesion of us really helps develop the sound, because before we're bandmates, I would say we're friends, and there's a collective energy and uh, a consistent ideology that develops as we do so.
3: That's a good point. I think uh, all of us hanging out together, like Mike said and Matt and and Tim, it's... As much as I do a lot of like the, you know, filling in the cracks, it's kind of like we all put up the house, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of easy, like, you know, we just have a good time and then we kind of just go off something that we kind of been digging recently too, I think with the vibe, musically, we kind of, you know.
2: Yeah, friendship comes first for sure. We enjoy each other's company, you know.
1: Oh, there's something to be said about, you know, having good band chemistry and rather than just having to treat it as a business and maybe butting heads, but creating good music. It's something to be said about having that teamwork and chemistry going, so it's good stuff.
0: We definitely butt heads, though. Hold on. Uh, (laughs) Provide an example. You know, sometimes there's creative differences, like any sort of project where there's collaboration involved. Um, so often, art, whether it's music, dance, writing, etc., it's it comes from one person and it's very passionate. But when you collaborate, it comes from different sources. And like us, you know, my source might be different than Shane's, Tim's might be different than Mike's, and so on. So it's a learning experience as we go, but we are not so sensitive to say, no, my idea is best and yours is worst. Um, but, you know, sometimes we have like, you know, maybe don't play that chord. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, I think um, the fact that we have a, a set of twins in our band um, allows, you know, them to take off some filters, you know, after you know 26 years together. Yeah. And
2: um, when you share a placenta, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> makes shit weird. Yeah, you're, you're
4: fighting from the get-go. So. <laughs> no, but I, I think, um, you know, the reason we've been able to collaborate and, you know, write nice songs where we're not playing over one another um is because ultimately we we do hear each other out even if it you know comes off a little hard now and then
1: good stuff good stuff so you've had you've had friction but tell me about anything come to mind when i say good times was there a specific show a specific moment
2: like good times all the time i feel like every show we have is such a good time I love having people come out and just like seeing people groove and dance to our music. There's like nothing like it in this world to just know that you're up there creating this sort of flow and this groove and everybody's into it. But uh, the Armory, we played an Armory show and that was that was pretty incredible. Uh, the crowd was huge. Everybody was digging it and uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was ethereal. It was like you run on a different plane. It was wild. But yeah, 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 yeah that was a really yeah, good time. Armory Basement.
4: Uh, uh, such an
1: awesome I, I forget uh, that even exists. Yeah, they yeah. they yeah. need to have shows down there more often. Yeah,
4: Yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, some of my favorite shows have been when we've had chances to play out in Buffalo. Um, having grown up in Buffalo and seen a lot of shows at Mr. Good Bar and uh, Nietzsche's on Allen, um, yeah. those are some of the um, best shows for me because I get to see a lot of friends, family. Um, I mean... Buffalo's not too far away, but still, it, it mm-hmm. feels cool. to load up the cars and head back to those familiar places. Stuff.
0: Yeah, and I, I would regret to mention Park Ave Fest from last year. We played with uh, Seeker yeah. Pizza, and uh, who else did we play with? Hot mayo, hot, hot mayo. mayonnaise. They were so tremendous. So it was a great lineup. We played at hey, Dragonfly in the middle of the day, and uh we just had such a blast. It was they gave us beers.
5: It yeah. was, there was <laughs> beers
0: flowing. I actually was on a work break. Uh, I was I was at work. I took uh, an extended lunch. I had to run off one <laughs> with one song left during the set. Drive back to work for two hours. Then I came back to enjoy the. Le, the pleasantries of free beers, but just yeah. between that and all the great music and all the great people and all the great art, I, I'll always remember that Park F.S. performance. Sure.
1: S- secret Pizza and Hot Mayonnaise,
0: was it? Uh, oh, yeah. Secret yeah. Pizza and Hot Mayonnaise, yeah. shout out to Tim Avery and everybody else, because yeah. they're all and really cool, was. really great yeah. musicians.
3: Secret Pizza is uh, Tim Avery's uh, group at the oh, you, okay. you know the Books of the Bug Jar and everywhere yep. around yep. town, and He's actually got a show this weekend. I think it's his first <laughs> time playing guitar in like six months since wow. his like treatment. Yeah, and so. for him. Yeah, yeah, we have a we have a lot of
4: respect out. for Tim. He gave us our first couple shows and yeah. really helped us, uh, you know, become what we are now. Can't uh, see bug enough bug jar. And, uh, of
0: yeah, Shane, do you want? And to... And
3: actually, um, yeah. And speaking of that, like Tim and at the Bug Jar and stuff, and you know, the people there that kind of put out for like local music and like Seven Nights a Week. You know, letting people start who. They gave us a Wednesday night and you know we for, for a show and packed it out and just gave us a chance to get on weekends quick and stuff like that so um, we're actually returning back to the bug jar for our CD release party in about three weeks and all of my favorite shows are our CD parties because we've came out two uh, EPs that just having people come out and support us and grab the album and uh, dig the music and just put on a good show we bring lights and stuff like that and it's just always like, such a good feeling of accomplishment being able to share our craft and product in that form where, you know, again, we're, we like to be literary and it's good to be able to put a product out there with um, all of our minds into it, definitely. So that coming up in a couple of weeks at Bug Jar, we chose especially at that venue to kind of uh, come back home a bit, I would say.
1: No, I love it and um, I there's something to be said about putting out as many and as great albums as you can because i i know i personally i go to so much live music that i don't actually listen to cd's that much but i gift them mm-hmm. like i'll i'll get a cd of uh, you guys for example and i'll just toss it in someone's car yeah. and that's that's just one way that you can really get your name out there yeah. so the stocking you know christmas time. <laughs> yeah yeah Constant. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, has there been any uh, any CDs? Any if you maybe you haven't done it before, but if you could gift an album, what would you gift to somebody?
5: Like
1: any album? Any album you could do, and it can it can be, be gifting a friend. It can be gifting a stranger. Does anything come to mind? Man, there's so many albums. I know, right?
0: For the sake of obscurity, I, don't I, I have one. Mm-hmm. Um, When I was in college, I was heavily influenced by Man on the Moon Part 2 by Kid Cudi. And I think it's one of those rare albums that not a lot of people understand or not a lot of people know about. You know, you could easily say Zeppelin 4. You can easily pick out Let It Be. You can easily pick out Thriller. But if you're looking for an obscure album with a lot of uh, contemporary flow, check out Man on the Moon Part 2 by Kid Cudi. And
4: Legend of the Rager.
0: Mr. Rager.
4: Um, I think one for me, um, one that I particularly dug for a while last year, the album is called "Beard Wives and Denim." It's by this um, Aussie psych band called Pond, and you know I I think we, we gather a lot of our songwriting from some of their far out you know sounds and space waves rock. and yeah mm. uh, they kind of have this modern psychedelic sound which I think is really cool. Definitely.
3: I could say that about a lot of the Australian bands. Um, mm-hmm. King Gizzard is one that I they put out a couple albums seemingly every couple of months. Um, they have just a lot of really raw, cool style that I really appreciate because I really like um, when I show music to people, kind of when people can feel an attitude of a band instantly. And I think that's, again, live, you can see it, but when you can hear kind of an attitude and a sound, I kind of think of some of that Australian psychedelic rock where... These guys are pretty edgy and out there, but um they're also brilliant, so that's kinda of where I would gift it right now, I would say.
1: Yeah, I phew, I haven't listened to any Australian psychedelic rock. Cool.
3: Ooh you man, yeah, oh, get on yeah. my no, like, team of yeah. Pond, can get No, I don't know.
2: Team they're doing stuff in Australia yeah. for sure. Yeah. <coughs> it's not just on. venomous snakes, like <laughs> <there's> <laughs> some <laughs> shit going on. Mike, what'd you g- gift? Oh God, man, God. I would flip <laughs> the script. I would I would probably have to say uh Wow. Uh, anything by Pantera would be awesome. Uh, Misfits, that would be some good shit. Uh, uh, Odyssey and Oracle by The Zombies. It's from uh, 1969. Summer of Love. Really, really good yeah. stuff. It's, uh beautiful yeah. album. Just really, really nice. It's uh, really soft and uh, flowy. Lots of falsetto Lots of like yeah, five singing. dudes singing real high, but it's, it's it's so pretty. It's a really nice album, and like if you go from Pantera
0: for a... to five dudes singing well, real high, hey, I, nah. I got an
2: eclectic sound. Yeah. But uh, or <laughs> I like lots of stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, you're going for a drive or something. You want to put that that album on? It it just goes it and amazing. it's so nice. It really is beautiful.
0: I'd like to turn the tables on the host. If you were an Egyptian pharaoh and you were about to die and you're going into your temple. Which one album would you take with you into the afterlife for eternity?
1: Um, no, I've, I I I actually think I have this. Um, it's it's Marconi Union's Weightless, and um, basically, I wish I could cite the study perfectly, but um, there was a study that basically said that this was the most relaxing song of all time. I'm sure there is some bias involved there, but basically it's <laughs> it's it's a song I like to like relax and meditate to, um, very slow, beat per minute, not really much of a pacing rhythm, more just like atmospheric things. And so they have the nine minute version and then they have the six track version, which is a full album. And I feel like if I had anything with lyrics, I'd, I, the thing about something like that is, I just let that play and let that be the atmosphere, you know, yeah, yeah, some something, something yeah. instrumental, without a doubt, yeah. because I don't want to be walking around with <laughs> the, the same song, yeah. So it would have to be something instrumental, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that 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 was actually easy for me because that's my go-to track for just relaxation, sleep.
3: I didn't like- you don't want it to be amped up after, afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> Raging just for li- eternity. Just
0: listens to Enter Sandman by Metallica <laughs> for thousands of years. <laughs>
3: oh, my god, uh, That sounds like actual hell. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's
3: not the afterlife. How
1: about uh, um, Genesee Johnny by Continental Drift?
2: Yeah, you could take that with you to the afterlife. Yeah, That's dude. a beautiful album.
3: He might be going to some dark alleys. That that, that way, I'd say.
0: I don't know. But like I said, he's an anti-hero. His story's yet to be told. Don't trust everything you read on the internet, friends. (laughs) Fake news. Sad.
3: All right, well. Another
1: another great album, and and the band's called Bent Knee. I think the album's Shiny-Eyed Babies kind of should know the album name but i've only listened to it like six seven times um but they're ethereal weird like prog metal but like this screaming bjork like vocalist with weird hooks and they're just i can't even explain them they're one of those bands that you either like hate like despise like i can't listen to this this makes me want to kill my mother or another band that like completely just draws all your attention and um bent knee
3: i love love to check them out i guess a lot of the time you know i think about festivals and you know chemistry with the moment and where who you're with might depend on also your first reaction of the band too. Sometimes it needs multiple oh, yeah. returns, you know, to see what they're doing or trying to do. I guess.
4: Yeah, kind of depends what you're bringing into it too. On your own, end, so.
1: I'm just thinking of my. I would never hurt my mom. That was maybe not. I don't know if you guys caught that, but. No, that
3: was good. No, you know, get to the no. I like
1: that. Oh yeah, I'm I'm being a little a little soft over here. <laughs> Uh, so so what else? What's new in the works? You've got the new album coming out. Is it ready or where are you in that? Ready to go. Yeah, ready to go. we got
0: yeah.
3: a couple of fun, We got a couple of minor things. I think um, just kind of like getting uh, maybe some kind of multimedia with it. It began, you know, um, work out a music video for a single. Um, Tim's been actually doing that for us, uh, working really hard.
4: The videographer. Yeah. <laughs> Total stud. It's, it's become uh, quite the hobby. Can't get enough of it lately, so. Um, yeah, hoping to put out a few more music videos now that we got the tracks done. And uh, actually the, the product itself came in yesterday, so. Um, it's good we'll have our CDs for the CD party. We we've, we've cut it close before. We so <laughs> yeah. we're, we're yeah. feeling nice and comfortable uh, with a couple weeks to go before the
0: We're show. well ahead of schedule this time. For our original EP release, we got the album about 36 hours before the show. I don't
3: know.
0: We <laughs> yeah, <really laughs> it back we, back. we scheduled this it was uh, damn we course. we were new. We were new to the recording business and we you know, we scheduled an EP release party before we had an EP. Yeah. And uh, <laughs>
5: like book we, we're, we
0: were touring around yeah. studios, and uh, we'd be like, hey, yeah, we have a sh-, you know, we've got a show, May 15th or whatever, and we were like, we got to release our album this day, and <coughs> some of the engineers would be like, that ain't going to happen, pal. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, kudos to Matt Rammerman at Green Room Studios, who not only... Uh, expressed incredible patience and professionalism with us because sometimes we can be fools but also uh, ha- had the the belief in us you know this, this band who never recorded before could do it and since then we've worked with them on another EP and now this full length album so I give a lot yeah. of credit to Matt Rammerman at Green Room Studios because yeah. the guy's
3: really a wizard we've done some long uh, days into like the early hours of the morning with him and he like is just a wizard producer over everything you know he he really contributes a lot to the process and Mm. i think that's you know a standard in all music that the producer definitely um usually really kind of helps craft the overall feel of an album and on this one again he's uh there with us through all of our albums and this one i think people are really gonna um be impressed with really some of the finer touches that he did
4: we're uh especially excited to have um him playing with sam snyder yeah. Uh, overhand Sam oh, yeah. uh, so he'll be drumming uh, the night of our CD party so um, we're especially yeah. excited to share that with yeah
3: him. our lineup is incredible we're playing with two of our favorite bands in the city um, it's February 25th at the bug jar it's a Saturday night and overhand Sam who plays with Thunderbody and Maybird his uh, mm-hmm. solo project that he really doesn't do very often because he's so busy He's going to be opening up um, with, again, Matt on drums and some great musicians around him. And King Buffalo is closing out after us yeah, for their tour send-off show. And it's just going to be a killer night at the Bug Jar.
1: Wow. What what day of the week is that? Uh,
3: Saturday. 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 Yeah.
1: Toss that on my calendar. Yeah. yeah. And what's what's awesome is this will probably, I forget the date, but the the second Monday of the month is when I should be releasing this. So it'll be out in time. So That's the date won't... Ha- well, it, if you're listening to this right now,
5: <laughs> you have
1: time. Uh,
0: <laughs> hashtag shameless plug.
1: <laughs> no, no, there's no, nothing shameless about plugs. Where, where do people work where, in? Where where, do you guys got a website? I mean, you're on Facebook. Yeah, um, where the, Where can yeah, people find you? The,
5: website. the
0: website's on the way. We're working on uh, developing a fully functional continentaldrift.com. But in the meantime, uh, Facebook, Spotify, Spotify is yeah, huge. Spotify. Yeah, then yeah. All are on Spotify. All
3: old uh, albums are on Spotify uh, and Bandcamp. But, um, iTunes, YouTube. iTunes, yeah.
0: YouTube. Check us out for videos. We have a we have a really low profile Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Couple, Instagram. Couple of, yeah, a we couple of us on Instagram. No, we need to get like a band account yeah. for Instagram yeah. though, not just like us tagging. I think
2: awesome. that's my responsibility. I fucked that up. Yeah, yeah you said you were taking I Instagram. I don't have a computer. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. I gotta work on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't even think Instagram works yeah. on a computer. I think it's a Yeah, I'll I have
1: dial up, sorry, I can't do it.
0: What the hell is the <laughs> internet?
1: And I'll I'll put that information in the show notes, so people Sweet. wanna look there. Yeah, hashtag continental drift two F's.
0: Two F's, are right. very specific. It's not a PH. There's a lot of continental <laughs> drifts with one F out there, Is too. There like, I think yeah. we like thought about doing it, but
3: then we really did it just because there's like 50 million, and we get tagged yeah. a lot of the time to, like, yeah. as other bands. Yeah, like, yeah they yeah. looked like there promotion.
4: Some cool parties we were playing <laughs> at. And <they> were, like <laughs> Austin, Texas. we were playing yeah. in so... South by Southwest this year. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. We got some hot shit going on. <laughs> And then when they, I think what it was is it was like Afro uh soul <laughs> like it was like god we were listed as like they wrote an Afro second Afro for some reason and we were like listed as an Afro soul yeah, like
4: Yeah I, I think the promoter was a little distant on that one they didn't <laughs> they didn't really know what they were getting into yeah.
3: <laughs> which I mean we have some Afro soul vibes I'd say Yeah not, I agree with that not, you know hey, the
1: main bill You guys go ahead and curl your hair you can pull up an right. Afro Yeah
3: yeah we're hairy so
1: you guys got soul
3: that's right, I, uh, we like to... Uh,
0: we got uh, soul, but we're not the soldiers. The kids go to war. But they don't know what they're fighting for. That's
3: right. So, yeah. Good stuff, indeed.
1: So, just to ask a weird question, because it's been on my mind. Um, I, I just discovered, it's called The Jar of Awesome. And it doesn't have to be a jar, it can be a notepad, it can be an entire wall, it can be a box, but basically you take things that are awesome. If it's a jar, clearly something smaller. You could write a quote on a notepad or something and toss it in. But basically when you're having a bad day, when you're questioning yourself, maybe you just want inspiration. What... What well you don't you don't put it in when you're having a bad day, you put it in when you're having a great day, and then when you're having that bad day and you need that inspiration, you open up your jar of awesome and it uplifts you now, I know it's an odd question, but hey what what goes in your jar of awesome
3: I guess um I would kinda try and speak i mean to like kind of, even though it sounds kind of nihilist, I guess, but a uh, kind of smallness. We have a song uh, about bugs that's really talking about how, you know, in the grand scheme, sometimes things can seem quite meaningless, but on a personal scale, on the micro level, it really is just small exchanges that make uh, a lot of meaning to people. That uh, That's where I kind of can like vibe off. So I guess I just kind of talk about bugs and like the smallness kind of helps pressure of things, but mm-hmm. also kind of refocus on what you can do, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I'd put like a thumb drive. Are those still a thing? Or like a floppy, three and a half floppy oh, yeah. of our music? Because <laughs> honestly, I know it's it sounds kind of it sounds kind of like uh, self-centered. I don't know, oh, but I love like that. I love he
0: goes. There, thumb drives still <laughs> a thing? How about a floppy? <laughs> like it's like it's
6: more relevant. I don't know. <laughs>
2: How old are you guys? I don't know. Uh, anyway, but just uh, knowing that we created a thing, you know, and, like, going back to that and, like, remembering uh, what it's all about and what we're doing here and the fun we're having and, uh, yeah, just the creation of uh, music is great. So, yeah. I'm I honestly, listening to our music is, is nice. It's a good way, like, if I'm feeling down, feeling bad.
5: <laughs>
1: I shouldn't
2: be laughing. You shouldn't. No, dairy motion, come on, dairy like, that, that makes it up. No, Show some dude, professionalism. Right,
0: right.
5: Come on.
2: Come on, then.
0: <laughs> dude, the fact yeah. that you prefaced it with our thumb drive still thick. up on a floppy?
2: <laughs> yeah, I try to be serious. It hurts me. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you killed it, man. We oh, yeah. did hear you. Guess, you know, when I get
1: when I get to laughing, I'm sweating right now after that one. <laughs> no, that's really cool, though. You'd have to, what would you play it on? You'd need something. Uh, in the
2: car. you got to rock it in the car. That's where you <laughs> plug in your thumb drive and your floppy. you got <laughs> to have floppy right, uh, yeah, right, right in your... It's
4: an A drive. Yeah, uh, right in your 1988
2: Nissan LeBaron. Song. It just goes right in the thing there. You know.
1: <laughs> so let's let's take a minute to take a break and listen to a song by you guys. What, what would you like the listeners to hear?
3: Um, we have a song that's inspired by again, Rochester where we're from, uh, me, Mike, and Matt is in Irondequoit and I know a lot of people know Durand Eastman Park and the mm-hmm. beach and me and Tim and Matt and to, too and in their own respect are kind of beach bums during the summer and there's a legend of uh, the white lady that has been an 1884-ish kind of like urban legend of this uh, woman, ghost, poltergeist that haunts the park and the beach. And um, so we kind of riffed on kind of uh, our meeting on a late fu- like campfire night at the beach and in the park with her. So um, I think that people will kind of see some familiar ground when they hear the song. It's kind of a cool uh, ethereal experience that we, again, tried to really go for on this album.
0: We present to you, The White Lady.
1: There been has there been any trying moments? Have you guys made any mistakes? Any any times that you know a learning experience? What did you learn from it? Did you come back from it? Um, it's not always it's not always fun games, unfortunately, right?
0: No, I mean certainly some shows are better than others, but mistakes are just opportunities for growth and opportunities to learn, and We've only been playing for two and a half years together. And while that isn't so, so long, it's long enough to know what works and what doesn't. And over that course of time, we've learned how to add instrumentation when it's impactful, and we've learned how to scale back when it's impactful. We're only four guys, but sometimes three guys is all you need, and the other person just has to sit back and enjoy the music. So a lot of it is just listening to each other And letting the music
3: be more important than the self. That's pretty hot. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I would say, I mean, sometimes um, when we have a new song, we might play it for like maybe, it might be like the fifth time we've played it at a show or like sixth. So there's things we're kind of (coughs) ironing out, I think, as we go a lot of the time where there's been times when we've missed a cue, like a you know a transition um, on what we kind of planned, and there's been a certain songs that have, like we ran with that mistake and kept it, and it kind of made the song kind of work in a, a way, live, that it was really cool.
4: Yeah, I think um, some songs just, you know, take hold of the energy in the room, and you can't really capture that in a basement or anything like that, so, um, you know, I think it's, how we do our songwriting quite a bit we kind of see how things evolve on their own and like shane was saying oftentimes it'll come from a small mistake here or there.
1: yeah for what it's worth guys most people don't notice when you make a mistake right. unless it's filthy like bad mistake but but when it all comes down to it if your body language doesn't show it if your chemistry doesn't show it you make a mistake no one notices there's always going to be that guy that's Maybe not always, but there can be that guy <laughs> that is listening to every single note. Yeah. And um, much respect to them Usually brilliant people, yeah. but 9 out of 10 people do not notice a thing. Yeah. So if you can take that mistake and not thread on it and <clears throat> turn it yeah. into something different and beautiful, that's good stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we've made mistakes at shows. Everybody has. But that doesn't necessarily mean it deteriorates from the crowd's experience. And maybe there is that person in the crowd that you referenced who is just sitting there waiting for some slip up. But I feel bad for that person because their escape from the moment of the beauty that they could enjoy. Like, yeah, they might be really into musicianship and music theory and notation. But tap your foot, man, you know tap your foot
1: (laughs) (laughs) no for sure and it's interesting because there's people that I am sure get a kind of a zen kind of focus in which they're just completely in the music but that usually comes with kind of just listening and acceptance but I don't think they're necessarily going to be judging you rashly or anything like that um It's interesting how how people get down in different ways. Um, Not all of us wail around, and I do. I jump around, I act like an idiot. Other people (laughs) kind of passively listen, but yeah, man.
0: Well, to each his own. I'm not going to sit here and say don't enjoy a show like you don't want to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I'm saying as a music lover personally... If you're sitting there waiting to criticize or waiting to be negative or waiting for a mistake, you're catching yourself in your own negativity. It's going to be a self-perpetuating factor of lack of enjoyment instead of, like you said, jumping around like a monkey, instead of dancing, instead of looking to the person you came with or the person next to you and being in that moment. Because As you've expanded mm-hmm. on many times in this podcast, the beauty of music is the wavelength that physically connects us all you know when you're in a room and everybody's listening to the same thing it doesn't matter where you came from it doesn't matter what your name is it doesn't matter what your race religion gender sexual orientation it is you're all out literally on the same physical wavelength the same vibrations are going through years as everybody else in the room and if you can't really appreciate that beauty and that interconnectivity i think you're really missing out on the whole point
1: absolutely it's it's goes beyond language. It's a complete story on its own. I think he said it all himself. Where do we go from here, guys?
0: Let's dance!
1: Yeah,
2: and if you don't dance at our show, we will point you out and we <laughs> will find you and we will make you dance. You'll feel awkward. Tap that Step, foot! And you will be discovered.
1: It would be cool if you could do some kind of wizardry and somehow, like, control the movement of the bodies in the audience <laughs> make them dance in a certain manner.
0: is that, like, a folklore song? Is that, like, the Pied Piper? Didn't he make rants dance out of the sewer with I
2: was going to say flute? the safety dance, men without hats. Cause... Is that,
4: like, yeah, stop drop, uh, the if roll? Uh, if your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance. Yeah, they're no friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. It's a PG, man.
2: (laughs) I mean, screw
1: him. I'm just a man. You get up up from your drum set. Fuck all
0: you guys for not
5: dancing.
1: Just frowning.
4: We we, we expect a lot.
0: Just goes on like a half-baked rant. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. you, (laughs) you. Points to one person dancing. You're cool. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you.
1: I've always wanted to win the lottery Do that and then figure out That I just read the lotto ticket wrong (laughs) (laughs) I've thought about that before Go off and then realize that
0: You have to apologize You have to to apologize after (laughs) They're
1: actually your fans That you're just swearing
0: at (laughs) Hey man I'm sorry I told you to fuck yourself I really didn't mean that I thought I was a millionaire And you know I lost a little bit (laughs)
2: I want a hundred bucks, you
0: know. Wasn't that great? You
1: sell twenty albums in a night and I'm a fucking millionaire. I can say whatever I want. (laughs) Hey, if you sell your albums for a few grand a piece.
0: Who's selling albums for
5: a few grand (laughs) a piece?
0: This this isn't a gold plated post (laughs) Thomas Prince album.
5: man.
3: A few grand for an album—that's a heavy load, brother. Oh, well, yeah. You know, I guess there is bands that you know are able to. Probably it, you know, I what? Man, I, I got
2: a couple <laughs> rare floppies I could throw <laughs> <laughs> throw it on. I, I, for a thousand bucks, I mean, I think that's a good price,
5: personally.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So, I don't think. Albums, what, gonna be like five, ten bucks, n- not a grand.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy, and I mean, people can listen to it on Spotify too, yeah. which is free with your Spotify subscription.
0: Definitely. I I could be wrong. I think we might have to run this by our manager, but for our last previous shows for our CD release, we often do donations for CDs um cool. so if you pay to come to the show and you only got a dollar off in your pocket you can walk out of the cd if you really love us you can give us five you can give us ten you know we've had people even more generous than that but just as much as us putting in the two thousand or more whatever it costs to make a cd is for people to enjoy it
2: yeah i would hate to deny anybody the opportunity to listen to us you know awesome
3: It's going to have some cool content, too. Um, Extras. Yeah, we really, again, we like the multi-sensory musical experience. Um, You're a festival guy. You know how it is. So having that, we really want to kind of create our own aesthetic that really kind of primes up the sound you're going to hear. So the product's going to be really excellent.
0: His name's Nathan Worth. We call him Dirt.
4: Yeah, we, we haven't seen him in a couple months.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's a shrewd no, businessman. <laughs> we,
4: we trust
2: him with all our lives, though. Yeah, we he have, knows we
0: have to run these kind of decisions by him; otherwise, we'll never hear the end of it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just just a suggestion um, for that, you know, money jar for the album.
0: It's sure, jar of awesome, right on.
2: It's <laughs> oh. a great idea of yeah, awesome. Then we'd have an answer some, for that question.
0: Somebody's going to pay for our album And floppy disks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but really, I wonder if that people would be like just be, you just have to say, you know, any donation you have, toss it in the jar of awesome. That's right. And I honestly think people would want to donate. Oh, like it's the jar of awesome, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to put a condom in there. <laughs>
0: peanuts whatever yeah. they have in their pocket you know piece, some buttons piece, some lint a here's string. a paper clip thanks for the <laughs> album bro this paper clip is <laughs> awesome don't act like it ain't
2: i'd take it over the condom <laughs> yeah, i take that. the condom over Heyo. the paper. <laughs> i got some papers that are disorganized you know <laughs> my dick's just fine paper clips
3: are I mean, really important actually i use them quite a bit i don't yeah. Grab yeah. a
0: folder or a stapler. Right organization
3: here. is a is feel like a something you really want to hate most of your life if you're like me. So paper clips are like a new coming of age. <laughs> thing step step me. one. Yeah. <laughs> Floppies yeah. and paper clips are coming back. Stay- to me, I think that watching so many, you know, having so many hats on of organization sounds stressful. <laughs> like yeah. i am glad I have CBA. a manager that never showed. <laughs> I Haven't seen him in a couple months. It's so. Well, what was yeah. his nickname again? Dirt. Yeah. Dirt. Yeah. Dirt, as in dry mud. Dirt. If you hear this, give us a
0: call. <laughs> Dirt. Dirt. We gotta run some questions by you before this album yeah, releases. Give us a call, please. Uh, did
1: you um? Did you get the okay by Dirt to to be here tonight?
4: Um, well, we're we're just kind of you know broadcasting out in as many ways as we can. Yeah, we're off to, to trying to get a hold of him. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, aka no, but well, we're hoping we evoke some sort of response from uh, him.
3: Last I heard, his phone charger port wasn't working, so he might hear something on the internet mm. if we tag him or something. If you got a spare
2: port that you could let him have, <laughs> that would be really great. not just
1: kidding. Cell phone or something, And the bad port.
4: Doesn't
3: work. He's got a bad port. He's 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 off the grid Uh, on Park Ave by Westminster. There's a black hole there. He's
0: obviously a very um, diligent and active businessman, so we can't be bothering him with these sorts of (laughs) (laughs) trivial tasks. Yeah, he's
4: he's probably setting up our European tour or something. Yeah, yeah. he's a
0: busy man. You know, you don't earn the nickname "dirt" for no reason.
4: Yeah, to where things grow.
3: You know, th- <laughs> thank you, thank you
1: for saying that because you think dirt and you think, oh, he's dirt. Or I think Joe Dirt, who is yeah, Joe of,
5: Dirt. Yeah. That's actually where
1: yeah. But, 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 dirt is really like the essence of life. That's where we start. That's where we return. We love you, that's dirt.
0: I think, <laughs> I think most of us start in ball sacks.
3: Oh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being, come on, metaphorical <laughs> here, come on. That
0: dirt. is an incorrect statement, right, though. Science rules. The dirt.
3: Yeah, dirt, we love you. Man.
0: Dirt, we love you. We miss you. We hope you're okay. Um, we still have some questions for you uh, regarding our album release. Um, please give us a call or an email or a letter in the mail. I like that one. Maybe a telegraph. Whatever means of communication you have, Dirt. We miss you, we love you, and we want you to come home.
3: He's a podcast guy. This might, yes. He's actually a podcast guy. I think this might actually get through to him. You might check it out. Again. This
1: isn't an answering machine.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Thank you. If you've gotten this far in the podcast, and your name is Dirt. Grandma over here. Well, really?
0: I, well, I mailed him a, a birthday card with $20 and never heard from him since. <laughs>
2: Get
0: the card, I said. I'm genuinely concerned.
1: Let me, let me ask you guys one more question because I love this question. So you have a billboard. It can be wherever you'd like, can say whatever <laughs> whatever you want. So a billboard, wherever you'd like, you can say whatever you want. It can, be, it can be a line from a song, it can be a philosophy. it can be literally anything. You've got the power.
3: I would choose, I guess I think we might have all different approaches, yeah. but maybe just Literally. some abstract art. I think just <laughs> okay. like, you know, maybe just, I guess, like, surrealist, Some geometrical surrealist patterns. patterns. Yeah, we, we oh. like geometrics. That's cool. Maybe even a woodcut.
0: <laughs> but also, but also, we're kind of anti-capitalism, so fuck billboards. Yeah. I'd put
2: a big blank space, just so that <laughs> no other billboards could be up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd dominate the market with white billboards, and nobody could ever put anything up again.
3: Or, like, maybe something really incendiary, just for kicks, too. Yeah, Yeah, like a grenade. (laughs) Grenades (laughs) are incendiary.
0: Ah. No. What could really drive traffic to, like, a website, though? Like, what's something so incendiary that, like, Guy Fieri is a good cook dot com. Like, people will be like, no!
2: That's not his real last name. He's Guy Fieri. <laughs> I'm just throwing it on anybody who's listening to this shit. yeah, Guy Fieri, not Guy Fieri.
0: I think, yeah. w- I think honestly, if we actually paid for a billboard, it would be the four of us with our hands in the air with questioned looks on our face, concerned looks on our face, and then the bottom line of text would say, Dirt, if you see this, please give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really trying to contact Have you seen it. this man? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, we could do a wanted picture of him. It's like a milk carton. <laughs> Have you seen this man?
2: Yeah, with like a subtext get that port fixed.
3: Yeah. I'm trying
2: look, to call you.
3: Look, looking for our friend. Slash,
0: can we release you from our previous engagement so we can yeah. do what we need to do without your advice? We're trying to end our
3: contract. <laughs> Oh, we're really, uh, he's a great friend of ours, another guy that grew up with us. Uh, and we
0: are genuinely concerned about his well-being.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually saw him, uh, I think I saw him Sunday. He's around. Oh, okay. oh. He crops <laughs> He didn't tell us. He oh, crops him. What the f-
5: I had. I <laughs> love it. Oh, man. You don't hold
2: out.
3: <laughs> he actually owes me like 20 bucks. Ah. Sure.
2: You too, huh? So I'll
3: be looking for him. I'll find him faster than you guys are going to.
1: Where can, where can people find you guys, though? We talked about it before, but... Yeah, I
4: think uh, Facebook, we always, you know, give a shout about our shows coming up. Um, YouTube, we got some music videos. um,
2: Yeah, Spotify is big if you want to check out our Spotify.
3: iTunes. Yeah, and the new album will be out February 25th. That's our next show at Bug Jar with King Buffalo and Overhand Sam. And uh, we'll show. be le- releasing our album, but uh, that that on that date it'll be on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere. So the day of. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here, guys. Well, well, thank you, yeah, man. Thanks, thanks for you, having us, man. And thanks for having the Rochester Groove, guys. Uh, you know, showcase some of the great talent that you know is thriving. Bur- all the burgeoning artists in Rochester having a platform is important, and people that uh, support it is really. Uh, makes a difference and I love our city because of it so thank you hey give me a call when you're famous all right I am yeah you can come hang out with us whenever you want man. I'll send
2: you a pony express in
0: dirt you give us a call whenever
3: I <laughs> will right, well,
1: thanks guys all right man love you love you bud. <laughs> <laughs>
2: boo, boo, boo. <laughs> We do. We always fight for the last note, the last sound. We yeah. always fight for that. What are your mistakes? That's We're fun. all
0: assholes.
2: <laughs> Y'all have to get the last word musically.
1: Well, that's it. That's all I got for you. Thanks again for listening. Check out the show notes. You'll find everything you need to know to get started with Continental Drift there. And please, 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 if you're feeling generous do me the hugest favor in the world. In the show notes, you will find a link to Rochester Groovecast's Patreon account. If you if you were to agree to donate as little as a dollar per month to the show, it'll make a huge difference. You know, there's hosting fees and there's a lot of time and effort that goes into this podcast. And any any contribution at all, is deeply appreciated thank you for even considering it you know I want to keep it keep the Groovecast running forever and keep it of course easily accessible and free enough of that I'm going to end this journey with one more track of Continental Drift's new album prequel please enjoy Melancholia Waiting for Luis by Continental Drift groove on and keeps running the love.
6: Got kicked out for smoking weed. But my lucky angel would find me, my Louise. Left the dots, we took a trip at SD at Abilene. Pizza party, sponges, and saxophone police. It's psychedelic birthday, we destroy what's on the stage. And we started getting mopey, so we mustered the brigade. billiards with your boot-up pop machine. I'm dancing by myself I still don't know just what it means I left the bar I took a walk, I'm spitting out disbelief Only a Lux dance party can give me my relief There's a blind British angel, she's from the London streets It's 2am and there's one that's call. One More Chance in my Louise. took our ship back to our boat We drank some beer, we sang some songs We got lost on Rainbow Road She's at the old toad, Kyle said that she wasn't real But this blind British angel She taught me how to feel It's crazy a stranger can give you your release And till that day comes Then I'm just
5: waiting for Louise